NBC Green here in Nashville. McLaughlin at the front, but look at Colton Herter. He's diving hard on the inside. Pato Award with the point, but Colton Herter is going to force it in on Alex Pelot. He knows he can take advantage of the championship leader. I saw Linus Lundqvist getting beat up a little bit there, pushed around as the new guy, but everyone through turn nine. Look at them, two and three wide tire smoke in the back, side by side. Alex Pelot and Romain Grosjean. David Malukas is up to fourth. What a start from the Dale Coin HMD racer. And now Christian Lungard, the winner at Toronto in the black and red 45 back there. He's getting racy. Newgarden and Kirkwood side by side into turn one here. Kirkwood's going to have to give that position up as they file through that tight chicane. The day has come to a premature end for David Malukas. You can see the rear wing obviously no longer attached. It just failed, it looks like. Well, looked like the uprights had collapsed on top of the carbon attenuator. Let's show you the restart. It was pretty wild. Contact oh. between O'Ward and McLaughlin. Herder in the black and yellow Gainbridge car. Here comes Grosjean up the inside. It was a mad scramble. And then watch that black and yellow Gainbridge car. There goes Kyle Kirkwood, I believe. And now Colton Herda forced to the outside again. He loses five, six positions on this restart. Now he comes down to turn one. He's going to try to make up for it. Oh, whoa, almost a touch there at over 170 miles an hour. Dixon, as we said earlier, in his 318th consecutive start. This run goes back almost 20 years. Here comes McLaughlin. Look at this, side by side with Romain Grosjean at 170 plus miles an hour. Into the braking zone, Grosjean hangs tough. No, monsieur. Not right now. Grosjean holding him off. Situation perfect right now for Pelot, except McLaughlin. And just waiting on the shell fuel, and now he leaves. And yeah, that was a full, full fill. They were waiting on the fuel there because they had to get all 18 and a half gallons of fuel in. Devlin uh -oh. DeFrancesco on turn uh -oh. nine. It said huge if it goes yellow. It did not. Could have been big for Pelot right there. Could have been a huge swing for Pelot. Here comes Scotty Mack. He's had several lunges at Grosjean, but the Frenchman has hung tough. Whoa, he gets out of shape. Opens it up for McLaughlin. There's an inside opportunity for the Dex Imaging Chevy, and he gets him. As this side-by-side -side action, Rossi, VK, uh -oh. Uh -oh. elbows out. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Big Oh, That could have been ugly, and Will Power says, thanks, I'll take two positions off you. Hey, look at this. Look at this. Kyle Kirkwood. And there is the blue and white of Alex Pelot. The 10 is on hot tires as Kirkwood comes out of the pits. The race at the front is on. And the pressure is on the thirsty threes. McLaughlin with one more lap. It was all on that in lap to make up the difference. Let's watch the race in the blend. Oh, look at Pelot. Pelot's down into turn one. Where's Scotty Mack? He comes out behind Kirkwood. Kirkwood's still in front. So McLaughlin in between Pelot and Kyle Kirkwood. Oh, no, oh. we have trouble. Linus Lundquist. Guys, this is a huge break for Alex Pelot. Oh, I mean, just That's the brutal. smallest misplacement of the car. No, oh. no, no, no. I'm so sorry. That could have happened to any, anyone, man. That was such well. a small mistake. 
another car has also had contact. That's the 30 of Jack Harvey. Let's go back to racing here in Nashville. Look at the marbles firing off green, the green, Firestone green. tires. They go single file, but it's going to get lock up crazy. As soon as the green is called, you can pass. You see up at the top of your screen in 10, a bit of cars getting side by side here into 11. That's Marcus Armstrong defending in the green car. Great work. Kyle Grosjean. Kirkwood, Grosjean's pressing. There's Erickson. Four cars have crashed at the very back. Ryan hunter Ray, at least one arrow McLaren. Whoa, 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 whoa. Benjamin and Peterson. Felix Rosenquist. Canapino. Canapino. Okay. goes around. There's Hunter Ray. Nothing wrong there. Oh. Felix just, Felix went in deep. Canapino went in deep. P Peterson went in deep. Kirkwood with a great restart, as he did the time before. Look at Newgarden. Newgarden just got into the back of Alex Pillar. It was a kiss, but it was enough to say, I'm here. Try and unsettle him. Elio Castro-Neves and Will Power right there. Callum Eilat, also Graham Rahal. Now Power on the outside of Castro-Neves. I'm not sure that's going to work with how slippery that corner is. He's going to have to give it up. Eilat all sideways coming off 11. Augustine Canapino stuck in the barriers in turn one. Still green for the moment. McLaughlin saying this is history repeating. I can't believe it because he's looking at the back of Kyle Kirkwood who wins in Nashville, win, Tennessee. Win. Nashville hot chicken dinner, buddy. Good job. Kirkwood. Come on, great strategy, great pit stop. Ah, win number two of the year. Come on, boys. Finish strong. Watch the Gallagher Grand Prix Saturday, August 12th at 2 p.m. on USA Network. And with that, welcome to the Push to Pass podcast. I am uh, Derek Vance, and jo joining me as usual, as you see there, uh, Josh is here as well. Uh, first and foremost, Josh, I think a uh, huge congratulations uh, goes out to one uh, Kyle Kirkwood uh, for not only picking up his second uh, victory in this 2023 season, uh, but also uh, Josh, he picked up his second career uh, victory uh, last Sunday at the Big Machine uh, Music City Grand Prix there uh, from the streets of Nashville. And Josh, before we get uh, into uh, discussing this and, and breaking this uh, race down, uh, something interesting, and I and I was going to save this for the notes section, uh, but you know we talk a lot on here about eyeballs and, and the eyeballs that uh, IndyCar wants to bring to its sport. Um, earlier today, uh, Nathan Brown from the Indianapolis Star uh, tweeted out or X out, I guess is what what being done now. Um, the viewership uh, for uh, last Sunday's race, uh, IndyCar averaged one. 0.157 million viewers for Sunday's Music City Grand Prix on NBC, making it the series most watched race outside of the 500 since the St. Petersburg series opener that had 1.223 million viewers. Uh, Josh, you want to uh, uh, comment on that first? Fantastic. Uh, great to get more eyeballs on the, <clears throat> on the series, um, getting into the, Getting down to the nitty gritty, the uh, last couple races here. Hopefully, um, hopefully it just grows even more. Even though we're getting into the NFL season and uh, and other stuff is uh, you know baseball's heating up, going towards the stretch. Uh, hopefully, uh, IndyCar can keep the momentum all the way up until the last race in I believe it was Laguna Seca, 
So um, glad to see that they're that they're that they're getting more eyeballs, and we can just keep uh, keep on uh, keep on adding more and more, and uh, hopefully the sport grows and <clears throat> see how it goes in the off season and uh, where all the drivers end up, and see uh, see what next season holds. But uh, that's awesome that we are getting more and more eyeballs on on more and more tracks, uh, more. More fans, hopefully new fans, and keeping the old fans that they have. Yeah, it absolutely is. I think that's that's great news. Um, I think we have learned uh, throughout this season how much IndyCar and the sport uh, itself is is growing uh, uh, by leaps and bounds. Uh, definitely what uh, what we want to see, and uh, hopefully they'll be able to uh, keep up uh, this uh, momentum with just four races left to go. Uh, but uh, before we get into uh, those uh, four races, uh, we do have uh, a race uh, this past weekend here to uh, uh, to talk about uh, the Big Machine Music City uh, Grand Prix from the streets of Nashville, where uh, Thursday uh, we, we speculated a little bit on our show um, on Tuesday uh, as to what this uh, big announcement uh, was going to be. And uh, sure enough, Josh, uh, you hit it uh, squarely on the head uh, that uh, Thursday it was announced that the uh, Music City Grand Prix is going to be moved uh, to the uh, series finale in September, which uh, first thought comes to mind with that. Uh, thank heavens, uh, because it's not going to be as hot and humid in August in Nashville as or in September, rather, uh, as it will be or as it is in uh, in august so can't wait for that uh but something else uh we didn't we didn't expect um there is going to be a new track configuration uh josh and i, and I know we put the uh, the tweet out uh when uh, when that was uh, presented what that new track configuration is going to look like um due to the tennessee titans uh, nfl franchise building a new stadium which uh Nissan stadium believe it or not was built in 1999 uh how time flies uh, but uh, due to uh, their uh, building their new uh, stadium, it's going to be a new track uh, configuration uh, for next year, Josh. And I think one of the coolest things uh, they're going to keep going. They're going to keep the uh, going over the uh, Korean Memorial Bridge, which I, which I think is really cool. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, Nashville, you know, the area like I do um, the new configuration for next year. And I want I want to get a comment on this the main drag in this track next year on the street course is going to be down the main strip of, of Nashville. And if you've never been there before, uh, down Broadway, that is going to be, I think one of the coolest and most iconic uh, drives and, and track pictures that people are going to get seeing those indie cars coming down Broadway with the, uh, the country themed bars on the left and the right. And then also too, don't forget if you are familiar with Nashville and those country bars down there, they have those rooftops and I can't imagine those bar owners down there, the money that they're going to uh, be selling uh, those uh, rooftop. Uh, uh, at. Most definitely. Uh, we did call, we did call that they were, uh, that the announcement was going to be, they were moving it back. Um, we did not, like you said, we did not uh, call the fact that they were going to reconfigure the, uh, <clears throat> the, this, the track, uh, it will be interesting. Uh, will the bar owners just keep the bars open and allow, you know, allow the rooftop spots to be a uh, general admission or will they sell out the sell, sell out the different, the different rooftops and make money off of it. Uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, how, how will IndyCar deal with this? You know, will they sell to, if you're going to stand, will, you, will they sell tickets for to stand on Broadway? 
Uh, or are they going to put, I know there's not a lot of room. Are they going to put up some sort of temporary bleachers? Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. Uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, they're going to run into, hopefully maybe they could talk with, uh, talk with the NFL and see if they can, uh, see, try to avoid, you know, that opening weekend of, uh, of, of, of football. Cause generally NFL starts about, uh, starts sometime in September, you know, if, uh, if we were, if they were racing this year, they could get it in on the third. And I think that would be the week. That'd be the week, the Sunday, right before, right before NFL starts. So I know they want to avoid that because, they want the biggest viewership they can. Uh, we'll see. It's interesting. I'm hoping that next year, you know, I was not able to go this year due to unforeseen circumstances. If they can figure it around and get it where they're not going on NFL time, uh, I'll be excited because I'll be able to go. But uh, fun times ahead. We'll see how it goes. Um, see how the new configuration of the track r works out. Does it how, how, uh, make it less of a Crashville and more of a Nashville race? Actually, actually, Josh, they've already put out the uh, dates uh, for next year. That's going to be September 13th through the 15th is Ooh, when that's uh, going to be. Yeah, that's uh, they're going to make it uh, September 13th through the 15th of 2024. So uh, definitely going to have a little bit of competition, as you said there, with, uh, with with the NFL, especially on. Well, you have co college football as well on Saturday, and then you'll have obviously the uh, pro pro game uh, on uh on Sunday, so we'll have to see yeah. how how everything works out there. But uh, getting back uh, to the uh, the race on Sunday, there, uh, Kyle Kirkwood, like I said, congratulations to him for picking up his uh, second win of the uh, twenty twenty three season. Uh, rather uh, rather impressive drive that uh, Kirkwood uh, put together. Uh, let's uh, we'll pull up and uh, go through um, the uh, the article that I wrote uh, down in Nashville after the race there on. Uh, on uh, on Sunday, uh, Josh, what, you know what what can we say? What is it about Kyle Kirkwood when it comes to street uh, course racing in uh, in IndyCar? That's where he's got uh, his two victories. If you remember uh, at uh, Long Beach at the uh, second race of the season, uh, and then no excuse yes yeah, no excuse me third race of the season, uh, and then um, just this past weekend there in in Nashville as well. But uh, when the track temperatures are at their hottest, uh, it seems like that's when Kyle Kirkwood is at his coolest. Kirkwood and his number 27 Honda for Andretti Autosport led 34 of the 80 laps during Sunday's Music City Grand Prix, capturing his second career NTT IndyCar Series win. Uh, Kirkwood took the lead for good on lap 54 on a strategy call by Brian Hurdup. The 24-year-old outlasted a handful of other drivers, which included the pole sitter for the race, if you remember, uh, Scott McLaughlin. Uh, the Kiwi and his number three team Penske Chevrolet led 25 laps to bring home a P2 finish. And uh, if, if you don't remember, uh, Josh, this is McLaughlin's second year in a row uh, that he has finished uh, in the uh, the bridesmaids position, so to say, there in, uh, in Nashville. Uh, ultimately, Kirkwood's pace was just too strong. Uh, even on the late restarts, McLaughlin wasn't able to put any pressure on the Andretti Autosport driver. Quote, I got to give, give it up to the 27 crew, An uh, Andretti Honda, Kirkwood said. They played everything in my favor, to be honest. 
they gave me all the tools I needed. They cycled me through. They cycled me to the front on strategy, and we just made really smart decisions and hit all of our marks. Just a solid day. And then uh, coming from uh, second place there, McLaughlin, I tried my hardest. Congratulations to Kyle and his team, McLaughlin said. Another top three, good points. Bummed we didn't get the win, but we weren't the best on the day. Kyle was. Hopefully next year we're running for the championship and the win here and win the championship as well. There'll be a huge party on Broadway. Now, uh, Josh, I want to get to get your input your thoughts there. I know you were able to uh, watch the race on Sunday before we take a look at, uh, at the championship uh, effects uh, of this race, but uh, any, any thoughts, anything that comes to mind when you were watching on, uh, on Sunday, uh, the drive that uh, Kirkwood had, uh, good clean race. Uh, I mean, I know there were some 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 banging and uh, banging and crashes in there, but uh, seemed like everyone came out of it uh, came out of it well. I uh, I think that uh, I think if McLaughlin would have had a couple more laps, he might have been able to catch him. But uh, that late that late uh, <clears throat> late caution flag there towards the end, I believe it's when uh, was it Canapino went into the into the Bears. I'm I'm blanking right now, but that late that late caution really hurt really hurt McLaughlin in his pursuit to be able the, to the, run the down late Kirkwood. caution. I believe if what you're referring to the late caution was uh, the great run that was ended by uh, Lunas Lundquist. That's I think that's was, the one Lunas. you're referring to. Yeah, Lunas Lundquist uh, getting into the uh, tire bearer there late with a, with uh, with a handful of laps to go. I think that really slowed down McLaughlin's. Um, Pursuit to be able to pull, uh, get uh, to run down Kirkwood, but uh, Kirkwood just has this uh, has has this track licked, as to, so to speak. I mean, we've been there three times, and he's won twice. You could almost say he's the uh, Joseph Newgarden of uh, of road courses. Uh, he's got Josh. Two- Josh, let me let me uh, let me correct oh. you. Uh, this is uh, Kirkwood's second career win. His first career win came at Long Beach. So he's only won at Nashville. Oh, once. sorry. I thought my bad. I'm I'm all confused. But uh, so I mean, he he has two road course wins this year. So uh, that's that, that's a uh, that, that's a feather in his cap. He can he can take that and go on. And uh, you know, McLaughlin's got to feel like like you said, he feels like the uh, the bridesmaid, never the bride at uh, at Nashville. But uh, good race, good race all around. Um, Pretty sure Alex Pelot is just—he's uh, just gliding along right now. He's—he uh, doesn't—he's—he's—he's he's still pushing for pushing for the leads, but he's not—he's uh, not—he's not, he's not going to do anything to jeopardize his championship. So uh, can't wait to see how uh, how this how this coming weekend goes in Indy. Uh, you know, Pelot Pelot's looking excited. He's excited to get to this next race, but uh, he put up a heck of a fight. Josh, that's a, a great segue here in into the next uh, section uh, of this uh, this article. Here, as you see, the uh, implications uh, for the IndyCar Championship uh, scramble as we're down to just uh, four races uh, left, if you can believe that or not, in the 2023 season. Uh, but as you said, the aforementioned uh, Alex Pelot, who is 
uh, your current uh, series points leader uh, in his number 10 Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing. Uh, he led just uh, 12 laps on Sunday, but he did bring home a podium finish. Uh, he finished uh, P3, and then he gained another 36 points uh, to go towards his uh, championship run there with just four races left. Uh, as I said, he remains or maintains rather a firm 84 point lead uh, with uh, four races to go over uh, fourth place finisher, team Penske driver and Nashville native uh, Joseph Newgarden uh, in his number two Chevrolet. And then uh, rounding out the top five uh, was another uh, Chip Ganassi uh, driver who's had success here at Nashville, uh, Scott Dixon uh, in his number nine Honda, which uh, if you were paying attention to the opening there, uh, congratulations goes out to Scott Dixon, uh, who made his 318th, yes, 318th consecutive start on Sunday, uh, which uh, ironically, Josh, ties him with uh, Tony Kanaan for the series record streak for start. So congratulations goes out to uh, to the Iceman there, Scott Dixon. Uh, Pelot said afterwards that uh, we had the speed. Uh, it was improbable after the call we did on the first yellow. Uh, honestly, after we talked about it after the race or before the race, uh, we expected more yellows as did everybody else. And it was not, it was just not uh, the right call. But hey, we survived. We made it work. It was a tough race. Uh, we made the podium. Couldn't be happier. And then as you touched on there, uh, late in the race, uh, Lunas Lundquist, who uh, Josh, I think for all intents and purposes, uh, drove and had an impressive weekend, had an impressive weekend. And uh, uh, if you didn't catch the news earlier today, we'll bring it to you uh, because uh, that kid's name is going to come up here again uh, on on uh, Saturday or Friday since I just let the cat out of the bag. But uh, Lunas Lundquist, uh, who made his NTT, his long awaited uh, NTT IndyCar Series debut this weekend in the number 60 Honda for Meyer Shank Racing. Uh, Lundquist was driving a good race until, like you said, unfortunately late in the race, uh, made hard contact with the wall that uh, ended his race. And you could hear on the radio, uh, Josh, how uh, how uh, disappointed uh, Lunas was uh, after uh, hitting the wall there. And the 2022 uh, Indy Next champion uh, settled himself in position for a top 10 finish for most of the race again until that unfortunate accident uh, he did come home uh 20 in 25th position josh uh but this was impressive he had the fastest lap uh of the race and, and then something else i want to touch on uh, when it comes to lunas lundquist if uh, if you weren't paying attention or the viewers were paying attention this weekend this was only the second time in the 2023 season that Meyer Shank Racing made it to the second round of qualifying. Uh, Elio Castroneves did it earlier this year, and Lunas Lundquist uh, taking over this weekend for Simon Pagano, uh, or last weekend rather, uh, for Simon Pagano, uh, was able to make it out of the first round of qualifying there for, uh, for Meyer Shank Racing. So what an impressive uh, debut uh, that that rookie had, and I think you're definitely going to see more of him uh, as uh, with these last uh, four races. And then, like you said, coming up next weekend is the Grand Prix uh, from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course. And uh, that uh, that race is going to take place Saturday, uh, August 12th at 2 p.m. Eastern time. So uh, thoughts on on the championship race, uh, Josh, as Alex Pillow was able to uh, uh, widen his gap 
there uh, a little bit with a third place finish um, over Joseph Newgarden with four races to go. Uh, I mean, we've been saying it all year. Pelot's the man. He's uh, he, <clears throat> he got he had that uh, streak of wins there for uh, for for a little while. Winning winning uh, winning about three in a row. He's finished. He's he's done everything he needs to to win a championship. You know, you don't have to win every single race. You have to finish every single race. And he has not done anything to to the detriment of his. Of his uh, of his ride or his his team, uh, you know, about the only thing that shrunk his lead was the fact that uh, Newgarden was able to pull off the uh, Iowa doubleheader, and uh, that that's what shrunk the lead to less than to less than a hundred. Um, but uh, with four races to go, I don't see Polo. I think Polo would almost have to would almost have to d uh, to not qualify to not finish DNF. Um, Mo- either one or two of the races and new garden would have to win or have top three finishes. So uh, I think he's, I think he's got it wrapped up. Uh, I don't think he's looking at it that way, but I, in my eyes, he has it wrapped up. He's going to, uh, he's going to walk away with the cup at the end of the year. And uh, then we'll see what the big question, where will he be in 2024? But uh, new gardens, given it all, given it as all, he just, he's, he's running against a machine that just is just doesn't seem to stop. Doesn't seem to have any flaws. Um, you know, he Pelos said that he, that they made a mistake on, on pit stop pitch strategy, you know, in this race, but yet they still came home third. So, I mean, if, if we could all finish, if we could all make mistakes and still finish third or higher in life, I think we would all take that. Yeah, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. Um, it's going to take some type of uh, massive disaster, I think, for uh, Pelot to lose his 84-point uh, lead uh, with just uh, four rounds left. And remember, uh, he has the opportunity uh, this weekend to uh, sweep both uh, uh, Indy, Cor- or, uh, Indy uh, Speedway uh, road course races. Because you remember back in the uh, month of May, uh, he did uh, he won uh, the GMR Grand Prix here right before the mm-hmm. 500, and then uh, going into uh, this weekend, so he definitely has a chance to obviously pad that lead. Now, uh, we'll take a look at the results, but I want to do a little bit of a comparison here, and, and you know Joseph Newgarden, the season he he has had, um, you know winning the uh, winning the Indianapolis 500 and, and three other races. Is nothing to to uh, you know cry over spilled milk over. Now, it's it's got to be frustrating though for for Joseph Newgarden because you do a comparison. Um, both Pelot and Newgarden have four wins. Pelot has eight podiums. Newgarden has five. Newgarden has led more laps than Pelot, but he still finds himself in an eighty-four point hole with just uh, four races left to go. So, you know, new garden has had a great season. Obviously when you can win the Indianapolis 500, that is a, that is a amazing season. Uh, but he is right there performance wise with uh, Alex Pillow, but uh, Alex Pillow, like I said, holds that, uh, 
84 point lead uh, with just uh, four races uh, left to go. Uh, let's take a look at the results uh, from Sunday's race. And then we'll get to some of the drivers uh, that, uh, that, uh, that took, that uh, went around uh, the uh, track there in Nashville uh, this weekend. Like we said, uh, the winner there, uh, Kyle Kirkwood, uh, he was followed by Scott McLaughlin, Alex Pillow, Joseph Newgarden, Scott Dixon were your top five. Then Roman Grosjean, Marcus Erickson, Pato Award, Christian Lungard, and Will Power round out your top ten. Then it was Elio Castroneves was one of his best finishes of the year. Uh, Callum Eilat, and then your highest finishing rookie there, Marcus Armstrong in 13th. Renus VK, Graham Rahal, Ryan Hunter Ray, Stingray Rob, Santino Ferrucci, Alexander Rossi, and Augustine Canapino round out your top 20. Then it was Colton Herta, Felix Rosenquist, uh, Benjamin Peterson, Jack Harvey, Lunas Lundquist, Devil and D. Francesco, which, uh, Josh, we were talking right before we came on air, and I think he, Devlin, had to have had by far the best uh, livery uh, of the weekend, having that uh, woo uh, energy drink on the side there, uh, made, made famous by uh, by Ric Flair. So uh, award goes out to uh, Devlin D. Francesca for what it's worth having the best livery uh, of the weekend. And then uh, the uh, la- finishing last, unfortunately, uh, with just a handful of races left for with his team is David Malukas. So, uh, before we get into, uh, like I said, the uh, point standings after Nashville, uh, let's listen in to what uh, some of the drivers had to say uh, about the weekend that they had here or there in Nashville. First, Elio Castroneves. Another Nashville race. Uh, there are a lot of things going on. It's amazing. The 0-6 car, to be honest, uh, we didn't have the quite fast pace, but we have some pace. Unfortunately, I called three three corners before rears are going off, and, and I, it caught me right on the exit of turn three. We spun out. We still able to come back. Unfortunately, when you were so far back, there was a traffic jam in turn seven or six, and I ended up getting in the middle of the, the, that situation. We lost the lap. After that, it was just like carry ourselves. Can't believe we finished P13, to be honest. And uh, but hey, uh, we showed that we from the from the last 13 uh, turned out to be not a, such a bad race. Well, that was a hot and sweaty race. Uh, P17, really happy with that. You know, we had a lot of attrition in that race. Not a lot of yellows. So it was very physical, but the number 51, uh, good hard car, was wicked fast. I think we had like the fifth fastest lap of the race, and that goes to these guys. Engineers, uh, they did a great job. Obviously, with David qualifying the top five yesterday, we knew we had a good car. Uh, so it was just up to me to figure it out, and I felt like I did a good job today. Lots of moves made, uh, decent strategy. So I'm excited for the next one at Indy. Uh, long day, uh, just fighting understeer, just trying to understand the car. Um, I think we have a good idea of where we went wrong. The biggest thing is uh, towards the end of the race, you know, we were, we had the correct strategy, we did everything right. Um, that last crash, for whatever reason, the reorder uh, was not favorable. Was favorable to the people involved in the wreck and not the people that avoided it. So um, that's on how they make the rules. But uh, yeah, finished clean, 18th. Um, and move on to the GP. Hey, Benjamin Peterson, driver of the number 55 Team Chevy Sexton Properties, uh, EJ Floyd Team Chevy car. Um, yeah, pretty tricky day. Um, honestly, we had really good pace. Um, at times, the same pace as leaders, but um, 
unfortunately caught a, a yellow at the wrong moment when the, the pick close light came on. We were literally on the, the pick commit line. And then unfortunately just received that penalty. Uh, so really just wrong place, wrong time. And uh, yeah, had to do a, a drive through. Uh, but otherwise really the top 15 was looking very promising starting from the back. So a lot of promising things. Um, looking to, uh, to continue this, this pace into, into the rest of the season. And uh, yeah, it's just been a bit of unlucky lately, but um, you know, there's been very strong promising points as well. So um, yeah, we're working really hard to, to try and get better and better. Yeah, and relating to the, the last incident on the, the restart, just kind of wrong place, wrong time. Uh, restart happened going into the first corner uh, for us, turn 11. Um, and yeah, committed to the outside where, where there was a gap. A lot of people were rolling out there. And then unfortunately, about four cars ahead of me, one of them went into the wall. And then uh, just ricocheted. And, and unfortunately, I had already committed to the outside. The inside was full. And uh, just, yeah, nowhere to go. Everyone was kind of in the marbles and tried to slow down, but you know the, the outside lane unfortunately was just piled up. So just unfortunate, wrong place, wrong time. Uh, it could have worked. It could have been a great thing. It could have happened what happened. So um, yeah, just very simple what happened. So nothing really we could have done. A huge thank you to all of the uh, drivers uh, that uh, stopped by to give us their thoughts on on their race uh, this past uh, Sunday. Uh, Josh, anything else before we get to uh, the uh, standings uh, that you want to uh, hit on or recap here as we put a bow on what was a interesting and exciting uh, Big Machine Music City Grand Prix uh, from the streets of Nashville and definitely looking forward to uh, the new configuration uh, in about uh, 360. 60 some days uh this this race this year seemed a lot cleaner than uh than the last two races you know it wasn't as many crashes uh there wasn't as many cautions so uh, i think they're starting to figure out figure out how to race in this environment um of course you know with the new uh, track configuration it'll all it'll all go back to uh go back to to square one but i think these drivers are starting to uh to understand Nashville a lot more, uh, it's uh, it's becoming a more of a destination for for it, for IndyCar fans to go to, and uh, can't wait to see what happens next uh, next September and how it turns out. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, always innovative, always growing. The sport is what we what we need to do to get more fans out there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, love to love the city of Nashville. I think you know what uh, this could be outside of long beach and the indianapolis 500 uh this could be this race here this race weekend could be could be becoming and i think that might be unproper english but could be coming a uh a jewel i think uh a part of the uh, indycar series uh let's take a look at the standings here uh, real quick and then uh, we'll we'll get to some sponsors then we'll take a peek uh at the Upcoming race this weekend at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway uh, road course. And then we'll talk to uh, uh, Mike. I'm kind of curious to hear uh, what money, if any, he, that he made uh, this weekend down in Nashville. But uh, before we get to that, uh, the driver's standings right here. Uh, Alex Pillow, like I said, 84-point lead uh, with just four races left to go. And then it's Joseph Newgarden, Scott Dixon, Scott McLaughlin, Marcus Erickson, 
Pato Award, Will Power, Christian Lungard, uh, Kyle Kirkwood after his win this past weekend, and Colton Herta round out your top 10. Then it's Alexander Rossi, uh, Felix Rosenquist, Roman Rojan, Callum Eilat, Renus VK, Graham Rahal, David Malukas, Marcus Armstrong, Santino Ferrucci, and Elio Castroneves round out your top 20. Then uh, Augustine Campino, Devlin DeFrancesca, Jack Harvey, Connor Daly, uh, Stingray Rob, Benjamin Peterson, Simon Pagino, and Ryan Hunter Ray round out your top 28. So uh, that is your look at the up-to-date uh, point standings as we sit right now uh, with just four races left to go. And uh, like uh, like Josh said, and, and I'm in total agreement uh, with him, uh, Alex Pillow obviously isn't going to come out and say this, uh, but uh, barring something drastic happening uh, between uh, within these last four races, uh, Alex Pillow basically has this uh, points championship uh, wrapped up, uh, so to say, uh, just a foregone uh, formal- formality uh, with these last four races. Uh, but obviously, we're going to see how they play out. Um, Alex Pillow this past or this weekend coming up, rather, uh, like we said, is going to attempt to uh, sweep uh, both uh, road course races out there at the infamous uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, as we do have the uh, Gallagher Grand Prix uh, coming up uh, this weekend. Uh, Everything's going to be kicked off on Friday. Uh, We'll take a look at uh, at that uh, track configuration. If you do need a little bit of a refresher, uh, there is the track configuration for the uh, Gallagher Grand Prix uh, at the uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway uh, road course. Uh, That's going to be 85 laps, uh, 207.32 miles. Uh, Keep in mind this 2.439 mile uh, 14-turn road course incorporates portions of turn one and turn two and the front stretch of the famed Indianapolis Motor Speedway oval and the remainder of the circuit is within the infield, allowing for great spectator uh, viewing. And I think, Josh, that is absolutely right when you think back uh, to, uh, to the month of May and remembering all of the fans uh, that were sitting in the infield on the hills there uh, watching the uh, road course. And you can pretty much see uh, from there uh, the majority of the track until uh, the cars get, uh, as they go the opposite way around, uh, when they get to the uh, front stretch and down into turn number one, uh, you may not be able to see them. But for everywhere else, uh, sitting up on those hills is definitely a great uh, spectator viewing for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, my uncle and his friends always love sitting on the infield and watching the uh, watching the road course. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how uh, how it goes. We're uh, currently experiencing some uh, rainstorms off and on throughout this week, so there might not be as much rubber put down. So those uh, those first couple uh, first couple practices and getting some rubber down on the on the track and Get, getting some stuff done and on the cars is going to be uh, very key to trying to uh, conquer this course coming this Saturday. Uh, speaking, Josh, of, of the weather, I did just see um, somebody that uh, – an account that I follow uh, on, uh, on Twitter, uh, that we follow on Twitter as well, or X, I guess is what it is now. Um, 
Let me let me see if I can find this. Here it is. Uh, if you are a race fan, uh, go check out on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, uh, at uh, RaceCastWX. Uh, that's RaceCastWeather. Um, they just put out their forecast uh, for this weekend. Uh, and in the caption, it says, Nice weather for Gallagher GP uh, Brickyard weekend at IMS. Uh, just a slight chance of showers Saturday morning. Otherwise, dry conditions uh, expected. Uh, they have predicted for Friday a uh, high of 87, uh, mostly sunny, so no impact there uh, with a low of 64. Uh, Saturday, a 20% chance of showers, uh, mostly sunny, like I said, with a 20% chance of showers in the morning, high of 87, low of 68. And then Sunday for uh, Brickyard weekend there, uh, mostly sunny, high of 87. So uh, definitely sounds like, Josh, uh, great ideal weather uh, this weekend. And uh, definitely not going to be as hot uh, as it was. So hopefully uh, you are able, uh, not you particularly, but uh, people are able to uh, get out uh, to the track and enjoy what could potentially be, uh, Josh, the uh, last time uh, that uh, the Indy, Indy and uh, NASCAR um, are, uh, are together. It sounds like some uh, rumblings that uh, NASCAR may go to the Oval next year out at at IMS uh, for their 30th anniversary uh, at at the Brickyard and in, uh, uh, in, in uh, IndyCar maybe uh, going to an old friend uh, here in the uh, future to replace that in uh, in Milwaukee. So definitely have to wait and see how that plays out. Uh, but uh, any any early thoughts on uh, on the Grand Prix this weekend? I know uh, you know hard to bet against Alex Pillow, uh what he did. Uh, uh, on uh, on track there for the GMR Grand Prix, taking the pole and then winning winning the race from the pole, and then what he did at the uh, the 500 definitely doesn't go won't go uh, unnoticed. But uh, early uh, early predictions, early thoughts. Uh, good race. I think it's going to be a good race. Uh, it may not have the prestige of uh, of the 500, but uh, every uh, I'm sh- I'm sure every every driver would love to say that they wanted Indy. You know, they would have to put an asterisk next to it and say, "I, I want on the road course. I didn't want on the on the actual oval." But uh, every every driver loves coming to Indy. It's got such um, such history, whether it be on the road course, which hasn't been hasn't been used a lot. Uh, by, by IndyCar, I mean they've used it over the last several years, but the, it's not it's not like the 500 where they've ran on it for 100 and some odd times. But uh, excited to see! Uh, it's always a good time. Uh, we had a good time this past May, and uh, <clears throat> IMS knows how to uh, treat its fans and its uh, and its media members. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, we'll be going and getting our press passes this coming Thursday, and uh, it'll be interesting. I know the Meyer Shank has a uh, has a press conference scheduled for Friday that I believe you'll be at, and uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, hard to bet against Below. Um, he's on he's on he's on a he's on a tear, and he like we said he won on the road course here at IMS earlier this year, and uh, that, he'll probably be the betting favorite. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, going into uh, to this race weekend, he obviously has to be uh, the favorite right there, along with uh, maybe uh, Kyle Kirkwood. I know he's had a success, obviously, at uh, on, on the street courses this year, and there'll probably be a couple others that that we're leaving out. And I'm sure uh, Mike here in a, a few minutes. 
uh, will uh, will fill us in on those. So before we get to Mike, though, let's round out uh, what the schedule is going to uh, look like uh, this weekend at at, at the uh, at the IMS Road Course. Uh, as uh, things are obviously going to see going to get kicked off on Friday uh, with uh, practice, and then uh, all of this is going to be on uh, Peacock, and then uh, you know. Keep in mind if you do, if you have Peacock, but then also if you also have the USA Network, uh, Saturday the race will be on uh, USA. So you may you may not have to flip it over to uh, to Peacock to watch the race on Saturday. It's going to be on uh, USA, but uh, that first practice is going to be on Peacock, and then uh, qualifying and the final practice is going to be on Peacock as well. But uh, Saturday you won't have to flip it over to uh, Peacock because uh, the race is going to be on the USA uh, network. So that'll be uh, curious to what the uh, viewership, Josh, I think is going to, is what uh, curious to see what the viewership uh, will be on that on Saturday. But uh, before we get into all of that, we will bring in uh, Mike, our uh, betting aficionado. Uh, Mike, first and foremost, as always, huge thank you for joining us. Uh, were you able to uh, buy some real estate property uh, this past weekend in Nashville, or uh, are you not uh, relocating just yet? No, no relocations. Uh I stuck to my guns. I said I was not going to bet a ton of money on the race. So I didn't lose any rental properties, put it that way. Uh, I was lucky enough um, to bet McLaughlin uh, before qualifications. I made two bets for the entire race. McLaughlin uh, was the bigger bet and the main bet and a little bit on Herta. So after qualifications, I felt like a genius. I was like, great. I got the guys starting one, two. I had them both at nine to one. Uh, and I said to myself, like, that's it, nothing else. I'm not going to bet pretty much anything significant on any other, any other things for this race. Uh, obviously expecting crash fill, expecting chaos, which we got a little bit of at the end it ended up, you know, um, you know, Kirkwood was not on my radar at all. Uh, and McLaughlin was right there. So, uh, so no, 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 uh, it was, a it was a loss, a losing week, but it wasn't that bad because uh, I stuck to my gun, stuck to my notes. Don't bet this race. Don't put a lot of money on Crashville. It's it's just uh, it's a crazy race. All uh, you know, handy. We don't have a ton of information. The track's still new. So, and it's funny because the sports books really didn't like. It's like the sports books knew because I didn't see very many things uh, being offered out there in terms of matchups and top fives. And um, Caesars had their normal menu, but there was very little group bets. Uh, it's almost like the sports books knew that they couldn't handicap it either. So didn't really have any good information to go off of. Got the McLaughlin number. So it was McLaughlin or bust for me, and, and it was a bust. Yeah, it, it did seem like uh, Kirkwood uh, did uh, did come out of out of nowhere. Um, great strategy call there by uh, Brian Herta uh, on, I think, lap 54 or something like that. That uh, got him in in the lead uh, for good, um, but yeah, I know you said uh, you know kind of uh, risk your bets, hedge your bets there uh, a little bit, and uh, don't don't put too much into this. Uh, there, yeah, there wasn't as many yellows as we have seen in, in years past. That was something that um, I found uh, rather rather interesting, as you said, uh, nicknamed uh, Nashville Crashville. Not a lot of yellows. Uh, but yeah, McLaughlin was right there, but uh, just didn't have enough at the end uh, for um, uh, for Kirkwood. Uh, I, I know this is uh, you know a year away yet, but uh, how interested are you to 
see uh, what the new configuration for Nashville is going to look like uh, next year as they uh, slide away from going around the football stadium. And if you haven't heard, the main strip is going to be going down Broadway. I think that that is going to be iconic. Yeah, look, as a fan, I think it's super cool. Um, I'm interested. I, I, you know, I wanted to be there this year with you guys. I missed. I had plane tickets queued up, uh, and then I got I got came down with a nasty cold, and, and that was the end of that uh, plan. But uh, so I missed out this year. I'm excited that it's going to be the finale. I think it's good for IndyCar. I think it's good. So it's from the fan in me, like awesome, full send, way to go, bring it down Broadway. Um, you know, I know they're doing it because the stadium's getting renovated and whatnot. So. All good. Uh, from a handicapping perspective, it's going to be another like, you know, it's going to be another mess. It'll be a new track. We'll have no data. Um, we probably won't get a ton from the sports books. It'll be it'll be interesting because maybe we'll have some championship bets on the line that we made uh, before the season started. Um, you know, I'm in the new guard, new garden camp this year. I don't I don't think there's any chance, uh, especially after below podiuming, but. Uh, it'll be, you know, you know, I might make a few more championship bets at the beginning of next year, just just so I have something to kind of root for in Nashville. Um, so it'll be tough to handicap again. I bet you it goes back to crashes. Like it seems like whenever we put new tracks or new track configurations, uh, these guys are good, but it takes them some time to uh, to figure out, you know, figure out where there's going to be problems and where they have to be careful and they have to figure out, you know, I think there were some pictures of some couple of the Nashville turns. Uh, from this race, I forget which turn it was, but they made some significant changes to the turns to to uh, avoid some of the crashes. So I think we would have had a lot better feel for handicapping the track as it stands a third time next year from a betting perspective. But now it's going to go right back to brand new track, throw everything out the window, expect a ton of crashes and, you know, probably probably take the same notes of keep the keep the betting card light. Um, but we bet for fun. I'm sure I'll still bet it. We'll figure something out. Uh, Josh, anything you want to ask uh, Mike about uh, Nashville before we uh, move on and uh, talk about uh, the IMS road course uh, this weekend and get uh, his thoughts on that? No, I mean, Mike said it all. I mean, he didn't bet. He stuck to his guns, didn't bet it. Uh, I didn't bet anything. Thing. I don't have any expend a little income. I got a little bit for this coming weekend, but uh, no, I don't have any things on Nashville. I mean, it is what it is. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a handicapper's uh, dream because you don't have, you don't have a lot of data. And like you said, it's always Crashville uh, looking forward to the, getting your, uh, your advice on this coming weekend for, uh, for Indy. Yeah. So, uh, so speaking of data, we got, we got mountains of it for Indy, right? Uh, we've got do a couple of time, you know, COVID years where we had two races there. We've had two races the past years there. We had uh, one already this year. So uh, you want data, we got it on Indy. And you can, you know, it, the hard part about it is as I kind of dove in um, last night and a little bit this evening, um, man, it's, it's, it, there's a ton of parody at this track. I mean, it's, it's basically, you know, it's been dominated by Penske and Ganassi for the most part. Uh, but every there's a couple, you know, McLaren's performed well, uh, hasn't won, but they've had podiums and we can bet top threes uh, on those guys. Rossi's strong here, Award's strong here. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm a little bit of a fate of the Andretti cars on the natural road courses, but they've also, if you go back a little bit, had some history here. Um so this is kind of, it's even a, a little bit tougher race to handicap. I do have one angle um, 
that I kind of found uh, tonight that I was digging in that I think is going to be a good betting angle uh, for that I'm going to look to. So I want to have my money. I'm probably going to hold a little bit of my money uh, till after qualifications, probably pre-race Saturday morning. And I think you want to have some money on the guys in the front row. Uh, typically, most of the uh, the wins have come from the car starting one, two. So I think it's, you know, these guys are so close in qualifying. I think anybody can be one, two. Uh, I'll, I'll be happy to wait and see who gets that and maybe grab them at that three, four, five to one mark. And then what I want to do is I want to bet whichever driver has the opposite tire strategy. So that's how Polo, uh, if you recall, I think he started sixth or seventh last year, something like that. He was back a little bit. He was the first car to not start. Uh, he started on a different tire than everybody else in front of him. And it was the exact right strategy call. He went, I think it was red, black, black. It could have been black, red, red, whatever. You can go look it up. Um, and he just dominated. Remember, he won that race like it wasn't even close. It was just a total beatdown. Uh, and it's because he got, because the tires at Indy have been what flip-flops. Whoever gets the tire strategy right wins the race. Um, so I want to have money on the top two guys. And then I'm going to look to see every you know, every race day morning, they have to declare their tires maybe three, four hours before the race. If you follow Twitter, there's plenty of people that tweet out, Who's starting on primaries? Who's starting on blacks? Uh, or who's who's starting on greens, reds, whatever they are? There'll be reds for this race. Uh, and I'll just look down the list. If the top five drivers start on reds and whoever qualified six decides to start on black, I'll go place a bet on that black driver just in case uh, it becomes a polo situation and they're pretty much able to jump everybody on strategy. So you want guys up front. If that's the right tire strategy, they'll all be on the same strategy, the first four or five, six guys. And whoever's that first guy to not be on that same strategy, I want to put a little bit of money on them race day. Does that make sense? You're on mute, Josh. Definitely. I was going to ask you how, uh, how you get that information on, on where they're supposed to. I didn't know that they had to declare what they were going to use. So uh, I'll, I'll definitely look into that on Saturday as we're, uh, as we're, as, as I'm sitting at, sitting at the IMS uh, media center. Yeah, they'll declare um, right after the final practice, and it'll be uh, guys like Eric Smith. Uh, I don't know, there's a couple of guys, Nathan Brown. There's a couple of guys on Twitter I'm sure we all follow uh, that show up on our list. Uh, and I'm sure you guys will get it in the media center. Uh, and, you, you know, you may even push the pass. We can put it out on the Twitter to push the pass. And whoever that guy is that decided to go the opposite direction of everybody else that's in that top ten, and there will there will be some takers. But I think at this track, it matters. Um, and it's a sneaky little handicap. And I think uh, it could pay off because that driver is probably going to be uh, double digits or more because they're not starting up front. Um, you know, so I either want if the if the tire choice that the guys up front pick is the right one, you want the guys starting one, two. You know, they're usually going to dominate this race. You're not going to be able to make up ground. Um, but if it turns out to be like it was with Polo in the last race, he had the other tire strategy. There you go. So. Uh, same thing. So that's the Nashville one. If you were to look at the one from, if you were to look at the one from uh, Indy this in May, you would have saw all the top five drivers in alternate, and then where Grosjean would be would have been below. That it said uh, the op opposite say. So that's something I always look at for every race, but it seems to have popped out to me for this race as something that uh, has turned out to be the key to the winner. So. Good, that's good advice. Good advice. Uh, 
The throwback uh, is your so your I forget was it uh, Erickson or who was it that you put that they were that they were going to win one and a half? You took the under on one and a half. Erickson, knock on wood. Don't we're not talking about that. We got four to go. <laughs> we're getting close though. So I mean, I I, I got to congratulate you. You've made it this far, especially for him winning the very first race. You've had to sweat it all year. Yeah, which he shouldn't have won. That should have been an award win. I'm still bitter about that. I had a big award ticket. I had that was an award. <laughs> I mean, the engine plenum, whatever that was. Yeah, so there you go. So nice, nice job, Derek. Pull that up. Like, so look, so maybe, so he was, he was, you could just, you could see it here. Like, if you see something like this and somebody decides to zig when everybody else is zagging, I want to make sure I'm covered. I have that guy bet. And I did in May. Like, that jumped out to me. And then uh, I think if you were, uh, I don't remember where, where Ray Hall or Dixon uh, things, but. It's going to be a big deal. We're going to hear a lot of talk about it. You know, you got to listen to the drivers, see what they say. Um, you know, it might be that they all now figured it out and they all are going to be on alternates, but the track could be totally different from May to August. I mean, you guys know better what the weather is. Um, the tires could be different. Like that's the problem with IMS is these tires, they all expected those primaries to be the way to go and the alternates hung on. So if you do a little research and you read, like that's the reason Palo won that race by so much is he was on that opposite tire strategy. So it'll be whoever gets the tire strategy right, I think wins the race. And I'm just trying to handicap on who's going to figure that out the best. And and Josh, what I just showed you, the tire designation is very easy to find. If you go on uh, for race info, then you go down to event details and starting lineup. That's where it's going to be at. So it's on that main page. So anybody that's uh, looking uh, or interested in that kind of information, it's easy to find. It's not something that the media is the only one uh, privileged to. Uh, you can find it there in the uh, uh, race info for each race, and then just go down to event details, uh, starting lineup, and that's where you'll find it right there. I just wait for it to come out on Twitter. The more like it comes out almost instantaneously by some by somebody I follow. So I just uh, keep an eye out for it. Race day. I'll, I might even retweet it. I'll probably retweet it this race and just and let you know uh, on Saturday. Like, hey, this is what they chose, and I'm adding this person to the betting card because of that. Hopefully, you know. And you you also got to hope like it was Polo that did it. Like it's nice when the guy who's like hot and fast. And on streak was the one that to get the tire thing right. Like, you know, if Ray Hall or somebody else is the one that has the first person that maybe that changes my mind. If there, if everybody picks one tire and then the guy that doesn't pick it starting 15, 16, 17, I might not, that, that's too far back. And it's probably null and void at that point. Um, but we'll see what happens. I, I have a feeling somebody in that top five or six will choose the opposite tire than everybody else. Good stuff. So maybe it plays out, maybe it doesn't. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, good stuff, Mike, as always. Yeah, good good stuff there, as always. Um, I don't know if you and Tony have talked yet, but uh, do you expect uh, to have a spaces uh, maybe Friday night or uh, Saturday morning uh, going in uh, to the race? Or is that something to watch out on Twitter slash X for? Yeah, yeah keep an eye on X. Uh and we'll we'll have something. We haven't talked. We talked while he was in Nashville. He's probably still uh, he's probably still recovering, from what I understand, uh, uh, from uh, from Nashville. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll reach out to him. I and uh, and we'll get something we'll get something queued up. And I, I might be doing something with the uh, 
the F1 Money Gang. If you follow those guys on 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 uh, on Twitter, I do a bunch of IndyCar stuff for them now. So um, they might have a spaces. We'll we'll figure that out. But keep an eye on the that Indy underscore bet and uh, and I'll everything that I'm doing, I'll put out there and let everybody know about. All right, Mike, uh, like I said, good stuff. As always, look forward to uh, seeing what uh, you and Tony uh, put your heads together with and come up with uh, for uh, for this weekend. Uh, make sure you go follow Mike at uh, Indy underscore bet, and uh, he'll uh, put out the lines as quickly as Vegas will uh, push them out as well. Uh, Mike, like I said, good stuff as always. Uh, we'll talk in about a week or so, and we'll see uh, uh, if, if you were able to strike gold uh, this right, weekend at, uh, at Indy. Good luck. Thanks. Good talking to you. See you. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, good stuff there from Mike. If you don't follow him already on Twitter, uh, I highly suggest uh, you uh, you do so. Uh, Josh, we do have a couple news items uh, to uh, to go over. Well, I guess the first one is already out of the bag uh, with the uh, new configuration for Nashville that was uh, announced uh, this past uh, Thursday. And then uh, the second one uh, we kind of uh, already hit on uh, a little bit, but uh, we can talk a little more in depth uh, about this. Um, uh, Lunas Lundquist, the impressive uh, ride that uh, or drive he had last weekend in Nashville has earned him a second look with uh, Meyer Shank Racing, as it was announced earlier today, uh, that uh, Lundquist is going to be back uh, this weekend with uh, Meyer Shank Racing in the number 60 uh, Honda there uh this weekend uh, interesting that uh uh Lundquist is no stranger Josh to uh, to this road course uh, he's going to be uh, attempting to make his uh, fifth start uh four in the Indy Next uh Indy uh, Lights series uh where he does have a couple poles here as well and he does have a couple first place finishes and a couple uh fifth place uh finishes as well so uh, anything that you want to add to uh, uh lunas lundquist uh, getting a second look uh this weekend here at uh, at ims fantastic uh you know he, he he's he's put in his, he's put in the work he was the indy next champion and uh you know this is the quote-unquote next next level so uh i'm excited for him uh, always, always like seeing young, younger drivers get up there and uh, compete for wins. You know, typically the rookies don't, uh, don't, don't have good showings, but he had a, outside of that, uh, the end of the race, he had a really good showing, uh, was probably going to be the highest, uh, placing rookie. And, uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does on a full-time ride next year. Uh, if, I know, I know one race doesn't make a career, but, uh, one race that he could he could build off of was, was Nashville last week, and he had a fantastic, fantastic as we said. So, um, looking forward to seeing how uh, how he grows, and uh, that's that's a good pickup for Meyer Shank if he uh, if he can uh, if he can keep ascending and um, and and do and com- improving on his driving and uh, probably pull out a pull out a a win or two in in the coming years. Uh, He'll be hard to hold on to. I would, I would imagine uh, all the big guns, Penske and uh, Ganassi, will be after him. Maybe even McL- uh, Errol McLaren. But uh, excited! Can't wait to see how the uh, young guy does. Yeah, I uh, can't uh, can't say anything more. Uh, excited uh, for him, uh, definitely uh, for sure. And uh, this past weekend was the first time I actually was able to uh, see him, Josh. And 
he's not much taller than you. He's not a uh, he's not a tall guy by by any stretch of the imagination, but he does look every bit of 12 years old. But but yeah, definitely excited to see how how this weekend turns out for him uh going uh going forward uh well i think that uh, that about puts a a checkered flag on on this episode a uh, huge thank you as always to all of the drivers uh that were able to uh, to join us uh today uh to, to talk about uh, nashville last weekend a uh, huge thank you to mike as always for uh giving us a little bit of betting insight as to what to look for where to place our change at uh this weekend as uh the indie as the uh indie as the indie car takes to the IMS road course uh, potentially for the last time as a double header. Um, as we said, it uh, looks like uh, NASCAR and IndyCar are going to have two separate ideas uh, for next year. I have to wait to see the official announcement uh, on that. Uh, if you are able, get out and see uh, the IndyCars there on the road course. And then if you are, uh, stay and watch the uh, NASCAR boys uh, take uh, take to the road course as well. I know I'm going to be there uh, Friday and Saturday. Uh, Josh is still undecided on Friday, uh, but I know he's going to be there uh, Saturday for the race as well. So definitely if you see us, uh, stop us, uh, tell us hi, tell us how much you enjoy the show or how much you, uh, you hate the show there as well, whatever. But uh, uh, for myself and Josh and everyone else here that makes up the Push the Pass podcast, uh, we'll be back in one week to review and discuss the Gallagher Grand Prix that takes place at the famous, world-famous Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course. So until next Tuesday, so long, everybody. Bye-bye.